is World Communion Sunday. And it's a time when congregations have the opportunity to, to experience communion in the context of the global community of faith. It always happens the first Sunday of October. So today at BUCC, we recognize that we are part of the whole body of believers. We're not just one little congregation by ourselves. Whether shared in a grand cathedral, a mud hut, outside on a hillside, in a meeting house, or a storefront, today we share bread and cup. And BUCC will do so in solidarity with others around the world. This morning will be a storytelling sermon where I give voice to a fictional character, Grace Ellen, as she remembers the time she took her fat mama on a trip up to Illinois to visit her cousin, Betty Jean. Along the way, Grace Ellen watches and remembers how communion happens in all kinds of ways along the way. Our scripture this morning comes from Romans chapter 12, verses five, verse five. That's how it is with us. There are many of us, but each of us are part of the body of Christ as well as part of each other. Some of y'all have heard me talk about my fat mama before. And for those of you who haven't, let me tell you, she was an amazing woman. She was big boned with a beehive hairdo, and the only time she dressed up on sun was on Sunday morning when she went to church. And for Fat Mama, church was the most important thing in her life. Fat Daddy and the family came second, but her Jesus, she lived her life for Jesus, and it didn't matter where or what she were doing, Fat Mama always had a way of bringing her Jesus into the conversation. Sometimes it was like an outright Pentecostal testimony, but sometimes it was just a simple hug and a whisper, you better get you to church now. You know Jesus loves you. It was in the 90s. I was in my 30s, and Fat Mama was about 83 years old. She and Fat Daddy still lived down in Romans, Tennessee. She was still one of my favorite people, but her and Fat Daddy were getting up there in the years. I called and talked to him every Sunday morning. One Saturday in the middle of September, my great cousin Rachel, who lived up in Illinois, called. Rachel and I had always been close, but she ended up going into the ministry and lived up in Jackson, Illinois, near her grandma, Betty Jean, or Granny B, as we called her. Rachel said, Grace Ellen, I've been thinking. It's been a while since Fat Mama and Granny B seen each other, so I've been thinking maybe this year, Granny B, when she has her family reunion in October, maybe you could bring Fat Mama up for a visit. I laughed. Now that would be an adventure for everybody involved because both these women took up a whole room. They had grown up together, but it had been almost 20 years since they saw each other. Rachel and I decided we'd work on it, and so that Sunday when I called Fat Mama, I decided to be sneaky. Hey, Fat Mama, I've been thinking. We should go on up to Jackson and surprise Rachel at her church one Sunday. You could always get to her, get to her if you talked to her about church. What do you think about that one? Well, Fat Mama hummed around and hauled, acting like Fat Daddy couldn't take care of himself. 
Well, she finally said, I guess it'd be nice to visit with Betty Jean again, so we began making plans. The Thursday before the family reunion, I drove from my home in Unity, Tennessee, down to Romans. I was so glad to see Fat Mom and Fat Daddy, and they were glad to see me too. It felt just like those summers I'd stay with them when I was a kid. Fat Mama showed me her gardens and talked about the neighbors. You know, she liked to gossip. And of course, she talked about her church. Afterwards, while Fat Mama cooked, I sat at the table where our family had celebrated Christmas and Thanksgivings and Easter meals every year. I thought about how many times we had laughed around this table and about how many meals we had eaten. We celebrated birthdays and wedding engagements and we'd had family funeral dinners around the table where we all sat and cried. Life around the table at Fat Mama's was special. It seems like every time we were there, it was where we all gathered and it wasn't always about the eating. It seemed to be the place people connected. I wonder what life was like for people who didn't have a Fat Mama's table. Next morning, we got up and had breakfast with Fat Daddy. And while Fat Mama gave him her honey-do list for while she was gone, you know, she said things like, don't forget to feed my cat Agatha. She likes tuna, not that cat food in a can. Give her half a can every morning and dry cat food during the day. Be sure to go out there and get the mail. And if you go anywhere, you better call Leroy, that was her oldest son and let him know where you're going. You know you don't need to be driving at night. I watched as Fat Daddy just nodded, all the while sipping his black coffee that had run over his cup and dripped down into his saucer. That was the way Fat Daddy cooled it off, and he'd sip it from the saucer while he waited for his coffee to, to cool off. He'd been bossed around a lot at this table, but I could tell, even after being married 60 years, Fat Mama was still the light of his life. We finished up breakfast and started out the door. Fat Mama with her clothes packed in two IGA paper sacks. You know she didn't travel much, so she saw no need for a real suitcase. And then I noticed the table by the door. There were a bunch of boxes by the door. Fat Mama, what's in all these boxes? Well, they're going with us. And listen, don't you mess them up loading them in the car. She also had a really heavy styrofoam cooler that was filled up with ice from her ice trays and bottles of Coke, those little bottles of Coke. She loved that Coke. It felt like we might be uh, going for three weeks or so with all the stuff she had packed. And finally I said, what is in these boxes, Fat Mama? Well... It's stuff I've started for the family reunion. There's two pecan pies, a peach cobbler, a chocolate pie, and the other one has my three layers for the German chocolate cake. Don't be messing them up now. And that little one that goes in the front seat, that's our snacks for the car ride. I just laughed and loaded up the car. Next to Jesus and Fat Daddy and gossiping, Fat Mama loved her food. I could only imagine what she had packed in that box. She kissed Fat Daddy and we were off for the reunion. 
it take us about six hours to get there, so I traced out the route so we could stop along the way and let Fat Mama rest, get gas, and yes, eat some lunch out of one of those boxes she packed. Along the way, we listened to the radio, gospel tunes, of course. Now, Fat Mama loved good old black gospel, and I couldn't get enough of watching her sing and rock her head to the beat, stopping only for a cookie and a piece of fruit every once in a while. Ever so often, I'd hear her say, yes, Jesus, or thank you, Jesus. And let me tell you, it just made my heart sing to be with her again. About 100 miles into the trip, I needed to take a break from driving, so we pulled off at a little country town and stopped at a gas station. We got out, we walked around a minute and took a bathroom break, and I was just starting to fill the car up, and I hear Fat Mama talking to somebody. She's always talking to somebody. I turn around, look, there's a man sitting on the curb of the gas station, and I see Fat Mama just a-talking his ear off. I'm sure she was starting one of them Holy Ghost testimonies by the look on his face. But then I saw him smile. And then he, here she comes, Fat Mama with the man walking behind her. Grace Ellen, this here is Roscoe Smith. He's hungry, so we're going to feed him. I thought, oh, Lord. I wanted to roll my eyes, but I knew Fat Mama would give me a lecture if I did. Next thing I knew, Fat Mom was hauling out that cooler in a big old box of snacks. She takes out one of her dishcloths and spreads it out on the car hood right there at the gas station. She looked at Roscoe and said, now Roscoe, you run on in there and wash your hands, and when you come back, I'll get you some food to eat. I looked at Fat Mama. She ignored me. <laughs> I just shook my head. She was digging out cookies and pieces of fruit and at least three sandwiches wrapped in aluminum foil. And then an ice-cold Coca-Cola from the cooler opened with that bottle opener from her big old pocketbook. I swear she took everything with her everywhere she went. As Roscoe got back to the car, Fat Mama said, Now, Roscoe, I'm going to bless this food, so bow your head, you too, Grace Ellen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Roscoe, and we pray that he finds his way. Bless this food to nourish his body, and may this food represent to him your love. Bless him, and we will thank you, Jesus. Amen. She wrapped it all up in that dish towel and handed it to Roscoe, handed him his cold pop, and then she hugged him. As she let loose, she grabbed a hold of his face and got right up next to it. She said, Roscoe, listen here, sugar. You find yourself a good old country church, and you start serving Jesus, and I promise you life's going to fall into place. I saw Roscoe wiping a tear away as he walked away, and he nodded and said, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And then we were off again. Headed down the highway, Fat Mama thanking Jesus and singing and waving her hands every once in a while, and I just sat there smiling and driving. Thankful to be riding with somebody who sees what the world needs. A few hours later, we stopped at a state park overlooked to eat, and next thing I know, a family with three kids pulled up. We were sitting there enjoying our sandwich. Next thing I know, there she goes again. Walked right over, introduced herself. Next thing I know, Joe and Mary and three kids are piled up at our picnic table, and Fat Mama's serving them sandwiches and chips and cookies out of that basket. 
I have no idea what she was thinking when she packed that box of food, but she sure was prepared to feed the hungry of the world, that's for sure. They talked to Fat Mama, told her how hard life had been lately. Joe's factory had shut down and they were on the way to move in with Mary's Mama in Ohio. Fat Mama stopped rent right then and said, well, Joe, I'm going to pray right here, right now for you and Mary. You never knew when she's going to break into one of her prayers. She told us all to bow our heads. Lord, I pray for this family and I thank you that you're going to bless them, that you're going to touch your life and show them how to live in your glory. Thank you for loving them and thank you for this roadside meeting. Bless them and this food. Amen. After we finished, we were off in the car again. We finally got to Granny B's and got the car unloaded. My cousin Rachel was there, and she and I shared some stories about the trip along the way. Granny B had the table spread, and we gathered there for soup and sandwiches, and then Fat Mama and Granny B sent us out on the porch. We talked about how blessed we were to share life with these women, and finally, we all said good night. Rachel picked us up the next morning to take her to her church. Now let me tell you, it was different than Fat Mama's church. You see, they didn't have women at Fat Mama's church. No women preachers in that little country church. But there was Rachel right up there in her robe, and next thing I know, she's preaching about how everybody on earth is part of the same family and how each of us has a gift to give the world to make it better. She spent some time talking about her little congregation and about how church needed everybody's little gift to make it work. At communion, Rachel said, Naomi baked the communion bread this morning. And when I walked into the church and she was baking that bread, that smell of baking bread reminded me so much of God's love. And while she was talking, I got to thinking about the people who had eaten with us along the way. And then Rachel said, today is World Communion Sunday. All over the world, people everywhere are breaking bread and drinking juice and remembering the love of God and how Jesus lived. And then she broke the bread. And she pressed the juice. And she told that same old story that every time we got at the table, somebody tells that same old story. And all of a sudden she said, all is ready, so come. First in line was Rachel's friend's daughter, Mary Ann. Mary Ann was in a wheelchair. Mary Ann couldn't see. And I found myself, Grace Ellen Frank Franklin, reaching for a Kleenex out of Fat Mama's pocketbook. Because the way that Rachel stooped down and placed that little piece of bread in Mary Ann's mouth and then gave her that little cup of water, that juice, it caused my eyes to get all teary. I sat there and I watched those people. I watched as they all went up front. Farmers and widow women, teachers and field hands. People were holding babies, hands were, that were hard from work. And people who had hardly worked at all. All moving forward and eating together. Every one of them part of God's creation. I swear I was beginning to feel like Fat Mama sitting in the church crying. And finally I went up front and Rachel handed me a piece of bread and said, Grace Ellen, bread for the journey. 
And her elder handed me a cup and said, cup of love. And all mixed with my tears, I thought, cup of love indeed. Coffee around the table with Fat Daddy and snacks with Roscoe and sandwiches with Joe and Mary's family at a picnic table. In this great big world we live in, maybe that's what communion's all about. Sharing a little life and sharing love and lifting others up because isn't that what Jesus did for us? As I wiped my tears, I thought, Lord, Grace Ellen, you're acting like your fat mama. And then I heard myself say, thank you, Jesus. As I put that bread in my mouth and sipped that grape juice, I had to laugh a little bit. The table where we remember Jesus sharing love with his friend is a special place. There's room for everybody. And there's always room for one more and one more and one more. And isn't that something to praise God for? Isn't that something to praise God for? Same thing happened at the family reunion after church. Gathered around the table in the front yard were people. Some of them I knew, some of them were family by blood, and some of them I'd never met. Some of them Rachel never met. Because Granny being Fat Mama saw someone coming that you'd hear them say, Hey, y'all all come. Y'all come. There's always room for one more. So let's eat and be blessed. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.